Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. The movie Jesus Revolution has hit theaters. I have been curious and might go see it, but here's a story from Mark coming from someone who recently saw the film. Uh, we were talking yesterday about that Jesus Revolution movie. Yeah, so good. $15 million this weekend at the box office. Mm-hmm. Which they projected like $7 million, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like more so, than so doubled, doubled what they expected. Yeah. yeah, packed crowds, lots of good feedback on it. Um, and it's you know, the story about like what this Jesus revolution, this crazy season in the seventies where mm-hmm. God was using a bunch of hippies to start yeah. a movement, which was pretty cool. I, um, I had a friend who went and saw it and shared the story and I was like, man, okay, this is pretty wild. He, um, he sent out a little note and he said, Hey, I, I went to Jesus revolution tonight. I was actually alive during that time. I remember it. I even remember my parents taking us to one of those big outdoor revival things. Oh, wow. That was happening, right? And he said they had one of those moments, the, the altar call where they invite people to come forward. And he said, I don't, I don't even remember how old I was. I had to have been between like six and 10 years old. But they asked people to come forward. And so I did. And then they asked people if you wanted to accept Jesus, to give your life to Jesus. And he said, I got scared. And I ran back to my parents and I hadn't thought about that in forever, but the memory came to me during the movie. And I started wondering why did I run literally at that moment, right in that moment, the Lonnie Frisbee character in the movie says to Greg Laurie, you don't have to run anymore. Oh, wow. Is that crazy? Yeah. And he was just talking about how you know he ended up in high school giving his life to Jesus. But that whole idea of like, we do, right? We get scared. We kind of run away from God sometimes. And that really good news that you actually don't have to run anymore. Yeah. And just the, the divine nature of God, how he's so all knowing and encompassing. And, and even in this moment like that. To coordinate this moment. Yeah. For my friend who said he sat there just bawling in the theater, just overwhelmed. The whole concept of the movie Jesus Revolution feels interestingly timed with what we saw happen recently in Asbury, where the students did not stop worshiping God after their chapel service, and it exploded into a movement of continuous worship for over two weeks. I've been thinking about that a lot what revival means, what it means to be revolutionary, what it means to be a rebel against culture and surrender completely and obediently to Christ. And if I have the courage to do that, I wonder what God could do in this country if we just listened to his voice. I wonder if we're seeing the beginnings of a fire right now. Pretty exciting to see, and I hope we see more of it. Rose Reed answered her calling to be an actress, and Mark and Christy got to chat with her. One thing we read about you is that you wrote your first script at age 14, and you produced that as a short film at 16. And so just tell us a little bit about that. How did you get to that place? All right. I mean, whenever I was 14, I was just worried about where I could get, you know, maybe... 
I don't know, a, a good coffee somewhere with my friends. <laughs> I wasn't writing scripts and producing short films. So how did you even get to that place? I think I think I'm just a very single minded person, honestly. It wasn't even a good short, I'll be honest. It you know, it was it was the short that I'm sure you would imagine a fourteen year old would produce. And, you know, at the time, uh, all of these post-apocalyptic shows were really popular and movies were really popular. And that was what I was really into. And so I, I, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to, to be, an, be an actress and be in film and be a storyteller. And that just became a very single-minded focus for me. And so I, I just decided that I was going to really, really focus on that and and work towards that and so I just decided to write the script and see what happened and my dad is an entrepreneur and so he really encouraged that he really encouraged me to follow that that passion and that dream and uh, once I decided that that was what I wanted to do he actually pulled me out of school and let me be homeschooled in a great program and I was able to produce the short film I was able to start acting in other films and Honestly, that's the only way that I got to where I am today. It is always so cool to hear people's stories of how they got started in following their dreams. And it can be easy, at least for me, to feel discouraged that I'm not doing enough to be where I want to be in life. And it can be a helpful reminder to know that it isn't about the things that we do necessarily, but the way that God works. And we all have different paths which God takes us. And life isn't always about following our dreams but about surrendering our life to him and what his plans for us may be. In the case of Rose, God brought her down this path. Rose Reed stars in a new show on Pure Flix called A Thousand Tomorrows, so you can check her out there if you're interested. We had a very packed studio for the Wednesday game, and some special guests, Corwin and Zephan, came to help Christy. All right, here we go. Question number one. Um, we won't even talk about what the score is so far this season. We just know that... I'm familiar with it. <laughs> that Christy needs a win. That's what we know. Yeah. All right. All right, Christy, question number one. This is something millennials would be more apt to know. Originally aired 23 years ago, Dora the Explorer led millennial kiddos on countless adventures, even teaching them Spanish along the way. Isaac can still say thank you. In fact, gracias. Well done. I like it. Uh, so it's who so was? crazy. No one knows gracias. That's, <laughs> wow. Only from that show. That is Why? impressive. Why? No, I'm complimenting you, Isaac. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Who was the show's antagonist? Okay. Felix the ferret, robber the raccoon, or swiper the fox? Mm, Swiper's such an unusual name. That makes me feel like that could be it just because it's so different. Okay. Um, Felix. What about our kids over there? Do you know the answer? Nod Do you your guys head. know the yes answer? Or no. oh, yes. Oh, they know. They know. Okay, they okay, totally okay. know. Time out, just a second. I I think it's time that I brought in an emotional support human. Like, uh-huh. In this minute, I I, okay. I just had this are total you, uh, revelation. Are you appealing to the gallery here? Like when they knew the answer, you had this revelation. <laughs> yeah, the They're, revelation. It just happened to be coincidental. Don't you think? Okay. Like, I, it was crazy how that happened at the exact same time. Okay. Um, I feel like it's a, div- a divine moment. Maybe um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Are you guys willing to help? 
Okay. Okay. They are. Okay. Okay. So, number one is Felix the Ferret. Number two, Robert the Raccoon. Number three, Swiper the Fox. What say you? Number three. Okay. Zephyr and Coral. Zephyr, can you come here for just a second, bud? I want you to say what you think the answer is. Swipe or the fox. Oh, okay. That's the best emotional human support <laughs> person I've ever had in uh-huh. this game, and I'm going to go with that. Like, okay. And, and that was my gut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, it was. But Zephyr just uh-huh. stepped up and showed up, so okay. all right. I'm all about that. Final you know, answer? That is my final answer. That's Zephyr's answer. That's my answer. We're in. Well, congratulations to Zephyr and Corwin. <laughs> And Christy with the byproduct. They're sharing this point. Yes, they are. It's half and half. All right, millennials, Christy took a lead. You need this to tie things up. Okay. Once upon a time, phones had cords. <laughs> what? But, but the trade-off was they came in really cool shapes like hamburger or banana. Some of the most fun phones were modeled after popular characters like Mickey Mouse or Kermit the Frog. Little Christy's favorite was the Garfield phone. Mm-hmm. What did Garfield do when you picked up the receiver? I remember the Garfield there phone. There you now. go. I have there not thought go. about that in years. Yeah. What did this Garfield... This is so specific. <laughs> this is so strangely specific. Well, and, and so many Generation Xers right now are remembering the Garfield phone, and once they hear these options, they're going to know exactly the what answer. It was. was yep. it that yeah. prevalent? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. I refuse to believe the Garfield phone had penetrated culture that deeply. No, it was was top of mind. Yeah. They're probably in landfills and storage facilities (laughs) all over the United States. There are millions of Garfield phones. (laughs) (laughs) Do we get options? Yes, your options are waved his paw, made a meow sound, purred, or opened his eyes. Ooh. I feel like the sounds would be disruptive to the phone experience. Right? Could be. Yeah. Opening your eyes. Sounds kind of weird. Though haunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that. <laughs> haunting. From what I know from Gen X, that feels right. <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. All right, final answer? Sure. Open eyes? Yeah. That is correct. <gasps> That's ridiculous. That's right. It's super creepy. Yeah. It's All right. Creepy. All tied up. Round two's coming up. Wow. I don't know what it says about Christy that she always needs help in order to win at the Wednesday game. So many emotional support humans. But then again, we all need our emotional support humans, don't we? In fact, Christy brought in an additional surprise support human. So you should listen to the full Wednesday game, which is here on KLRC's On Demand. Up next is a heartwarming positive difference story. So I think you would like Rip. He's a Bella Vista police canine officer. Okay. Right? I like this right? already. And he's one of those, he can be a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. And then when he needs to be, he can be pretty tough. So too, this is right? in Bella Vista? Yeah. He's okay. a canine officer. His name's Rip. He's a highly trained drug sniffing, apprehension, even trailing trained dog. And he and his partner, Officer Michael Jero, recently decided to make one of those school presentations to some fifth graders at Old High Middle. Okay, okay yeah. Now here's the thing. The kids noticed that something was missing for Rip. A bulletproof vest. So their teacher, 
Julie Turner decided they would start a little class project. And the answer to their problem would be to try raise $3,000 for a bulletproof, stab-proof vest for Rip. Aww. Is that not cool? That is amazing. I love this. The kids decided they were going to raise the money themselves. So Deegan is in the class. She's got a little experience making money. She's already got her own dog treat business called Postry. What? <laughs> Fifth grade. So she got it started. Got a little entrepreneur in there. Uh-huh. The whole class has been jumping in. They've been writing businesses, asking the community for donations, making buttons to thank the donors. So far, they've already raised $700 for Rip's new vest. Wow. They say they're not stopping until the mission is complete. I love that. This is so cool. The uh, community can donate. You can make checks out to Old High Middle School. The Knights for Canines is what they're calling it. Um, and you can also, if you donate $5 or more, they'll even, uh, they ask you to leave your address because they'll even send you a I donated button from the kids. Nice. Which is pretty awesome. Wow. Their teacher, Julie, says, I'm immensely proud of my kids. Yeah, you are. Well, of shout course. out to their teacher, Julie Turner. That's yes. her name. What a cool idea. Yeah. Man. And just rallying those students and, and teaching them about, you know, what life's all about, yeah, right? Just right. helping how and serving help others. and Solve a problem. And how cool for those kids. Like, if they see Rip again and uh-huh. he's got his vest on. And they're like, we you know, don't make that we up. Did that. We did that. I love when people see a need and fill a need. And it brings me hope knowing that these kids saw a need and filled it. And I think we can learn a lot from that. Speaking of seeing a need and filling a need, here's Isaac with another animal-loving story to melt your heart. This is a nonprofit I had never considered, but now that I know that it exists, it makes me so happy. Angela Rafius is a 28-year-old who helps the elderly rehome their pets before passing away or going into nursing homes, and they just celebrated their 100th adoption. None of Angela's relatives had the capacity to take on the responsibility of caring for her grandfather's cat when he passed away. So she decided to take the calico cat in herself. And after caring for the cat, she thought, there's other people in this situation. So she started My Grandfather's Cat. They facilitate the adoption of dogs and cats belonging to seniors who are either terminally ill or are wishing to enter a retirement home. And again, they just celebrated their 100th adoption. And I just think that's the coolest because all of our furry friends still deserve a good home after their owners go away. I love it. I also learned about Angela's work rehoming cats and it made me so happy. I have grandparents who had the same concerns, deciding not to get any more pets because of their age, not being able to make sure their pet would be okay whenever they passed on. It's a heavy thing to consider. Also, I think old cats can be some of the sweetest cats. Just saying. My husband and I have a 13-year-old cat, and he is the most cuddly. Here's some more from Isaac. Just in case you're needing some motivation at the office today, how about we go to the wonderful mind of kiddos? These are some amazing quotes that have stood out to educators across the country this last week from kiddos. This is from Wayne, a four-year-old, who said that straws are like elevators for drinks to your mouth. I love that. Uh, Emmett says that trees are bird airports. Very insightful, Emmett. And wrapping it up with Judah, a three-year-old who said this. This is pretty profound. Get ready. Everything changes all the time. Even popsicles change. They get all melty and you can't eat them. Aren't kids just the best? 
Well, they can also get into trouble, can't they? Here's a story from Anson and Kara about that. If you're a parent of young kids, you've ever been out shopping with them, you mm. know how tiring that can be. Yeah. As they ask you repeatedly, can I have that? Can we buy that? <laughs> can we get that? Uh-huh. Can we get 12 of those? <laughs> Turns out when you're not the one spending the money, yeah. you kind of want to buy everything. It's true. Now there's a digital version of this as well, Kara. Oh, no. Because now there's all these apps like Instacart. Right. All these delivery services and things. Oh, dear. I was reading about a mom named Jessica. She has six-year-old twins. And recently, they almost purchased $800 worth of snacks no! on Instacart. Oh, my goodness. She was tweeting about this, and she had a screenshot of the would-be order. Okay, it included four packages of Lunchables, uh-huh. some dumplings, nice. a lot of Oreo ice cream sandwiches, oh, yeah. apple juice, Kool-Aid bursts. <laughs> 35 cases of Capri Sun Fruit Punch. Wow. Which by itself would have cost over $300. That's hilarious. And then 28 bags of chips. That is fantastic. <laughs> the subtotal on the order is $760 before tax and tip. Jessica said, luckily, they got to like the final checkout screen and didn't have the security code Yay. for the credit card. Wow. So they couldn't get past that. I love what Jessica said. She said, I serve a living God. <laughs> I'm so grateful. That's right. And then here's the coolest part. Uh-huh. Instacart saw this on Twitter and decided to send them the whole thing for free. No way. Just for fun. Okay, that's... Uh, and also probably some good PR. But. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, goodness. Luckily, this story panned out for the best, but this kind of stuff scares me. When I was growing up, I didn't ask for my parents' phone, so this is just crazy. And now I sound like one of those people that says, back in my day... But it's true, isn't it? Such a weird time for kids to be growing up. Hopefully, they'll turn out all right. Here's some more from Anson and Kara. Sometimes older cats can get a bad rap. Yeah. Because, you know, kittens are so adorable uh, and cuddly, and everyone wants a kitten that they can raise from the teeny tiny kittens. Hard to compete with the cuteness. It, it's hard to compete, but there are a lot of older cats in shelters, and this can become, you know, kind of a problem. So a Canadian shelter decided to try and do something about this to help these sweet older cats that needed some homes. They essentially did an ad campaign where they... <laughs> Treated cats uh, like used cars, which sounds terrible, but it's actually quite adorable. All right. This ad campaign, and I'm going to play some parts of it for you and let let you know how awesome this is. Felines! Felines! (laughs) (laughs) Just shouting the word over and over again. Exactly. So that's how we start. Yeah. And then we. Sounds like a used car commercial. Yeah. Black cats, white cats, tall cats, short cats. We've got cats of all makes, models, and colors <laughs> that are ready to practically walk off the lot. That's right. Push them, pull them, drag them. That's right. Any way we can get them. And then uh, the special features of the cats. I really oh. like this section, too. This flashy orange number purrs like a kid. Posting a top speed of 30 miles an hour, this sporty little number is ready to race home straight into your <laughs> Isn't that adorable? I'm such a fan. I love all of these ways of finding homes for pets. This is just so awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.